Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. Parents, what if we could give you the power to transform your family into something absolutely amazing? A family where everyone is healthy, gets along, loves Jesus, and has great purpose in life. Hey, let us flip your thinking to unlock the power God has given you to create your own Crazy Cool Family. Hey parents, welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. We are marching through March with marriage. We're doing a marriage march. I know, I feel like I should sing the song, but I can't remember what it is. <laughs> this is when the saints go oh, marching that's in? Right, that's right. Uh, okay, okay, maybe not. Maybe not. Um, you sing it, you sing it. No, better. no, no, I'm not going to sing it either. But well, I will tell you that um, next week we have a, we, we, today's podcast is the next to last one. Right. And we're about to introduce some very special guests. I know, we're so excited. Up? So hurry yes, up and tell but, them about next week next so we can talk week, about this yes. week. We have some special guests as well, Dave and Ashley Willis with a Naked Marriage podcast. And we, uh, you're going to love that podcast. As you can see, we've already done it. So, um, <laughs> but we, we're going to have them on and they have written the book, Naked Marriage, and you want to stay around for that too. But today... Yes, let's talk about today. Today, we get we have some very special guests. We have my parents. Woohoo! Beth yeah. and Larry Manning. Woo! <laughs> and... Their claim to fame. They, they don't <laughs> They've have, got many, yeah, but we're just yeah. going to talk about the one. They, they don't have their own Naked Marriage podcast, <laughs> but they do. That they have been married for 67 years. I mean, let's, can, can you, you want to hear that again? 67 years. I mean, they've been married long before I was born. Yes, <laughs> that's a good thing, right? So you can't say that. That's right. Yes. That's right. But, but no, they've had a very—they got married in 1954, right? Right. So come on, on February sixth, right? Right. Was that a Friday or Saturday? Saturday night. Saturday night. Yes. Yeah. And you know, we were talking. So the kid, our kids have been super excited about this podcast. Right, so, right. Uh, well, they, it all it all even came about because we would gather Mimi and Granddad on the kitchen table and our kids would just ask them the most random questions because it's almost like they lived in a, a whole nother lifetime ago because things were so very different. And so that's so, what we just wanted to so talk what, about. So what made you, let's just start out and get a little history. So what yeah. made you guys decide to get married? Tell us a little bit about how this marriage came about, this 67-year marriage. Well, let's talk about how we met first. Yeah, there you go. Yes, yes, talk about that. I had just, we went, we lived in a little town in Fannin County named Leonard. And we went to the same high school. And at the end of my ninth grade and Larry's um, 10th, 11th grade, whatever, he was two years ahead of me, uh, we had a date. And we went together the whole next year. And he graduated and I was going into 11th grade. And in 11th grade at our school, you couldn't date uh, anybody outside of uh, school. So I started going with another boy, and he uh, did some, went with some other people. And in 12th grade, the same thing. And then I went off to college, and he went off to work in West Texas and California. Uh, you have anything you want to say for that part? No, I just hit the road. <laughs> well, and you went to what's now Texas Women's University. Well, I went to East Texas State first, and okay. then I transferred to uh, what we called uh, TSCW, uh, TESI, Texas State College for Women. Right. And, and uh, so this is leading up to uh, how we got back together. Um, who came in uh, first? Well, you came in to town, and I was at home, yeah. and, and uh, somebody uh, – uh, 
told us that, and so we got back together. I already had an engagement ring to another guy. Yeah, you <laughs> left a guy at the altar, didn't you? Yeah. Isn't that right? And I, well, I sent his ring back to his mother. Yeah. And uh, uh, but anyway, we got back together uh, back in about fall of that year, and uh, started going together again. And uh, I was going to graduate in February, and he was working in Brownwood, Texas, and I had to decide what I was going to do. My mother had about three weeks to get ready for a big church wedding uh, for February the 6th. And because you were getting your degree in teaching, I, yeah, I, and so yeah. you could go teach anywhere. So he was working in Brownwood, so you guys got married in Leonard, right? Right, at the local Baptist church. Right. We didn't send invitations out, but the church was full uh, Tell them, Larry, what you have said. <laughs> the whole town turned out. They did see it. Yeah. Well, so I want to go just, back to you, Larry, and ask, though, did you propose or did y'all just talk we, it? We just talked about it. You we just, just talked. <laughs> well, we'll see what, what happened is uh, she graduated, mm -hmm. and she had a job at, through the employment deal for the college out in New Mexico or somewhere else, Houston, and everything, and she had one in Brownwood. Oh. To a big de department store there, a wholesale department mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in the working office. And so she came down to Brownwood and stayed with my uncle and aunt. And uh, then that was the to, way In order did. to get the job, not, not yeah. to live. The food, yeah, to get the job. To get the job. And is that when y'all had the conversation? Yeah. yeah, and then we decided uh, that she would probably take the job in Brownwood. But we couldn't live down there, one in one apartment and one in another one. Because you couldn't afford first it. First thing, we couldn't afford it in right. the first place. And you didn't live together then at all. <laughs> Before you got married. Before you got married. <laughs> right. So we decided, well, we might as well go go ahead and get married. We'd been talking about it anyway. Well, then she went home and told her mother, just pulled it right straight out of the top of her foot of the air, <laughs> that we was getting married in three weeks. And and what did grandmother say, my grandmother say well, about that? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember well, either. You, I don't know. You had been around. It's, it's not like you were a stranger. Y'all had dated for a while. Oh, yeah. She was we fine were, with it. It was she just was really my, stressed she about She was my Sunday school teacher in... in <laughs> When we when we went to church, right? Oh, you gotta love that. And I had to uh, even then when we were dating, I had to pick her up at church on Sunday night because she played the piano. Up there to get to take her home, I had to go to come to church. Gotcha. And how much was that wedding ring? Yeah. Uh, that, that wedding ring. The, the girls were laughing about that. How much did you have to pay? <laughs> well, I th I think somewhere in the neighborhood, that Brownwood up there. I got it at a jewelry down there. I think it was $175. <laughs> and we paid it out after and we, we married. we paid it out after we got married. <laughs> oh my, yeah. So we were in debt before we got married. $10 a month. And, and then <laughs> tell us about your wedding dress. Well, I told Mother I'd just get married in a suit and so on, but she decided she would make the dress. So Mother made my wedding dress oh my uh, uh, from scratch. And, and uh, uh, it was not a long, didn't have a train, but it was a white wedding dress. And so you went to work in Brownwood. So you didn't start out being a teacher. You were in the office. I went of a, to work for a, 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 a 
hardware store, wholesale retail, for six months. And there was a, a man that uh, worked there that was on the school board out at the uh, school at Early, Texas. And he uh, told me about the job. And so my first job was in the fall of 1954. And I taught there three years, business education, what they don't teach much anymore of typing shorthand and accounting. Mm-hmm. Yep. We called it bookkeeping back then. Right. Mm-hmm. And you were, were you working on the road then, Dad, or were you? I was working at a, at a rock crushing plant. Yeah, so Dad's always been in the construction industry. Yeah. And Mom has been a teacher. Yeah. They were laughing, too, because tell us, tell us what your, your wage was. Yeah, your how much you How much money you made when you first got married? My he was making 90 cents an hour. Uh, well, I did too at the hardware store, but my uh, teaching pay first year was 28.05 a year, $188 take home pay. Yeah. A year? A year. And I remember well, $188 a month. A month. Take home pay. That's on a 12 month basis. Right. But and we so, rented an apartment for $38.50 a month. And then the first house we bought, our payment was $49. Well, I remember that was, so So I was, the first house you bought in Denton or? Oh, in, or, in no, Brownwood. In Brownwood. Oh, you weren't born until we lived in Denton. Right, exactly. Right. And so, so, yeah, so add children. Like what, so how was, yeah. Well, I'd like to say another thing, too, about uh, when you first get married. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very important uh, how you conduct yourself um, it's, it's important that the people that you begin to uh, associate with, and we always went to the church and found people in our Sunday school class, and uh, uh, we would have parties or get-togethers or so on with people from church. And also, we were the youngest couple uh, of the couples that worked where Larry worked, and they kind of took us in under their wing and helped us the first year or two uh, and supported us when we first married. Well, that's yeah. true because y'all had moved away from family. We didn't yeah, know. We didn't have anybody. Well, my you, uncle. We, we I'm were working for my uncle. Uh, he he was superintendent yeah. of this. Larry had an aunt family. down there and two uh, cousins, uh, but uh, we were only children. Except Larry had a brother killed in World War II. But basically, we were only children, and so we were four hours away from uh, where our parents lived. Well, and so isn't that interesting that. You know, you guys got married in 54. We got married in 1991. Mm-hmm. Same rules. You know, what we would tell parents is get involved in your local church. Yeah, make sure find you find a know, community yeah, like-minded. Yeah, yeah, and what we would call, you guys would call Sunday school classes. We, we called small groups, right. which now, you know, there's different names for them, but the principle is still the same. Get your family involved in a local church and go deep with that local church and watch what God does with that. So, so yeah, yeah. So yeah, and then... So uh, what they're going to tell you is, is I have an older brother and older sister. So we started, so the kids started John's coming. John's the baby of yeah. the family. Yep. So y'all got married he, Was he a surprise? No. <laughs> oh, he wasn't? He was planned? He's planned. But he was planned to be a girl. No, David was supposed to be a girl. <laughs> oh, I thought that he was a girl because no. when he was born, well, the doctor said the plumbing's wrong. Well, but he could have been a girl and so on, but I wasn't as disappointed uh, as David because I wanted a girl and a boy. So explanations, I have a, the, my older sister, <laughs> Diane, and then my, I have an older brother, David. So she, she wanted a uh, you wanted, I guess, after Diane, you wanted I, want, a, I wanted another girl, too. Another girl. A sister. Yeah. You wanted, but we aren't a boy, born a girl, period. But, yeah, but we yeah. wanted uh, David to be a girl, too. Yeah. Yeah. He was supposed to be Sherry. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of David. Yeah. I so, didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't either. So, um, and, and so um, as the kids come, you know, what is, so you're working, both of you are working, you're teaching I didn't school. at first. You didn't at first. So when did you, did you stay, you stayed at home at first? 
um, when uh, uh, almost the time that Diane was uh, born, I had to quit uh, teaching because I had a medical situation. And then I didn't go back to work until 1961 when David was 18 months old. Mm. But in all of my working career, I have always been very fortunate to have people who took care of the children. Uh, I was very fortunate, very lucky uh, that I had these people. And in Santa Ana, where I taught two years, um, there was a lady that would come to my house and uh, uh, pick them up, and then I would pick them up at her house. It worked out really well, right. really well. And Larry was out of town quite a bit while we lived in uh, Santa Ana. And then we moved to Odessa, and I didn't work out there. Well, and then 1964, so 10 years into your marriage, you moved to Denton. And we've been here 56 years. Yeah, so you've been here the, all this time, but then Dad also traveled during that time. Because he came to work for a construction company, but they were, my dad laid asphalt for a living, and so you were gone during the week a lot, right? Right, right. When you were little. Right. When you, yeah. But see, we, we had Ms. Matthews, uh, who kept you uh, for two, three, four, or five years, and you, that was a good experience, wasn't mm -hmm. it? Yeah, absolutely. And for uh, Diane and David, I had I mean, met, what I remember of it. <laughs> I had met friends that uh, the kids, their kids, went to the same school that my kids went to, and so it worked out that they could pick them up and pick them up uh, from school uh, while I worked. So, how did you balance the, the yeah. needs, Mom, of being you were a mom, you were a wife? Dad was gone. I mean, we have a lot of moms that have those issues. You know, we have a lot not, of like not as much right moms now. Moms that are divorced, yeah. or, but yeah. not as much with with the COVID crisis. A lot of people aren't traveling as much for business. But well, but, it was hard on her. And, and what? Why do you yeah. say that? Well, it just was because I was gone uh, every week, five five days a week. Wow. Sometimes the Saturday, I'd have to wrap things up and then drive. Two or three hundred miles in from, and then the you're out, out on Sunday or Monday, and then turn around Sunday afternoon and. Well, and there was no cell phone, so how did you stay connected? Well, we had home phones, and so yeah. you did you call every night, like from a hotel? No, no. no. No, but you know, in, in your defense, Dad, I think if I remember right, and this may be, I think the story's right, but you moved to Denton to take this job, thinking you were going to get the local job but then the guy never he was going to retire yeah the guy doing local but he never retired wasn't that it well yeah he 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 had a guy that was and i i kind of took a place here in town and then the guy that was was road foreman out on the uh road he quit and so there was another guy that was qualified too for this, so we were supposed to take time about to one be job, home to be home more. Yeah, one job, one. Other. Well, I got all the about. <laughs> you got the you got the road. I, I hung. I got hung. So, mom, with, how did you deal with that? I mean, you yeah. were you were home and and well, I've, I've three, been three kids, three young kids. Yeah, yeah, they were little. I've been asked that by different people over the years. And the way I handled Larry being out of town is that when he left on Sunday afternoon, he wasn't part of our family anymore. And so no matter what happened, unless it was an emergency, I made the decisions. We didn't talk every day a lot. I was in charge, right. so to speak, uh, and made the decisions. And as I said, I had lots of friend support 
uh, here in Denton uh, over the years. It's just been well, great. You, you remember Kenneth Coleman? Sure. His wife was one of them. Mm-hmm. Was a, was a block. Miss Ponder carried you to school. Yeah. Mary Plumley carried David. It took care yeah. of David, and so on. It's so important of who your friends are and your support system. Right. I love that. Yeah. I love that. You created a network. Oh yeah. Of people, and you did it yes. with them. And, and but, did y'all all go to church together? Or was it a neighborhood thing well, or a school we, thing? Like, how did you? We didn't go to church with hardly anybody. We, we, the, oh yeah, we we did we, lots of things with church people. Yeah, I know. But, but she's talking about the network. Some yeah. of the people like, were well, like the Colmans and the Ponders and stuff like that. It, right. it we all did, did not go to church. They had yeah, wow. It it depended on what activity was going on in your life uh this i was talking about helping with school right uh pick up and and and, and uh take home and all of that uh, mm. in the sports activities uh there were parents that would help each other uh, but one thing about being a teacher i didn't make all that much money back then but the hours fitted in mm-hmm. with my family Right, and uh, I was off the most of the holidays that the kids were off, and I was That's off true. in the summer, and that helped tremendously for me to uh, deal and work with activities. Mm-hmm. But as far as how I handled it, it while Larry was gone and and all the time and so on, I tried to be very organized, and I, my days were just planned. Uh, now, sometimes things happen, but, but most of the time they were planned as to what I was going to do, when I was going to do it, how I was going to do it. And I'll have to say, the kids cooperated quite a bit and, and uh, uh, didn't... We were great kids. Yeah, yeah. We? <laughs> Practically perfect, I'm <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, well, if you talk about uh, your life at home, uh, was, how was it? Oh, it was awesome. <laughs> well, no, they were good and bad. No, no, well, no. I mean, had, yeah. I mean, we had our share of conflicts as siblings and, you know, um, and, you know, the times were different then in terms of the way you would handle things today versus then in that, you know, we were, we would be left at home a little bit more or be le- or go over to a friend's house. I mean, you know, a lot of things that we had, we had a lot of kids in the neighborhood that we played with and, and, you know, it was kind of a pretty open deal. We were gone a lot during the day. You know, we'd get home at, come home at Right, the, even if she was, at, it was during the summer, you we'd get on our bikes and we'd leave then be gone all day. Oh yeah. I mean, I can remember, I mean, this freaks parents out today, but you know, we used to get on our bikes, me and, and my buddy Scott and we used to ride from our house up to the Denton Center yeah. on our bikes, and we'd be gone all day, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was just that's just the way it was then. So it was a little bit more free, but also, uh, you know, we had our share of conflicts. I mean, I just remember David and I fighting a lot. Uh, and your big brother, and, and, yes, and, and uh, you know, but we also played football and baseball together out in the yard too. Yeah, yeah. and too in that <clears throat> when Donald was young, he had that. Uh, Rheumatoid arthritis deal. Mm-hmm. That was a oh, when I was like bad, two or three, yeah, a bad deal right there. A sickness. How did your marriage handle that? Like, did you were you? Yeah, how did y'all? Uh, well, it was a, a or just even more than just that that situation. But dad being gone, you know, and then eventually, how old was how old was I? I mean, how many years was it when you started coming? I'm sorry, when you started being able to be home, he was you probably were on the road, what, 10 years? Well, yeah. But, I don't remember, <clears throat> to be perfectly frank. But, but uh, yeah. once he said, how did y'all handle the 
all the things, the, the how did you handle your marriage and all that? And, and the, the conflicts that came up, you said you kind of ran the show with the kids. and when, when he was gone, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Um, well, I made this statement one time uh, at, when I was at work, and uh, uh, one of the guys in there, I, I said something about that. Larry and I really didn't uh, fuss, that we got along, and, and uh, uh, that we just didn't have, uh, uh, didn't bicker and all that. And he said, I can't believe that. He said, uh, uh, bickering and not getting along and then making up is the fun of it all (laughs) (laughs) he just thought that was so boring that that we didn't uh, disagree but i was telling uh, your kids yesterday when we were discussing some of this i don't know if you agree or not but we haven't really had a lot of uh knockdown drag out so to speak and i told them that there's more than one way of doing something and just because i thought that something was wrong, and Larry did it a different way, didn't mean that he couldn't go ahead and do it his way and not mine. I needed to accept the difference of opinion. Right. Uh, and this morning in the discussion in, in church, uh, one of the uh, people uh, brought up selfishness and how uh, a lot of younger couples and beginning parents have not matured enough and they they don't make good decisions. Uh, they make selfish decisions because they want it his or her way. Right. And and it's really so that's much good. of its preference is what I'm hearing you say is that there might be this is a good way to do it and that's a good way to do it, but just accepting the way. Right. And, and you know, even in our crazy that's cool good. family stuff, we call that celebrating the differences mm-hmm. because you know God made we we rarely see a husband and a wife that are the same. Right. They're always different. Well, guess what? God made people that way. And so yeah. what you're saying is instead of trying to impose your will upon him or him imposing his will. Or getting will upon... mad about it. I yeah, mean, getting I think mad. that's yeah. huge. Right. Yeah. Not, getting, not creating yeah. a conflict. But I love that, that you just allowed Larry to do it how he yeah, wanted yeah. to. Yeah, I was telling that to uh, Madeline yesterday. Uh, and you have three married Girls. Yeah. Oh. Well, do they get along okay? What do you hear from them? Well, I mean, well, oh, I think that you hit on it. That that's their biggest issue is they do have issues. Well, the, it, the their biggest issue is that right there, the differences. Seeing it, I want it done this way, and you're doing it this way, you know, or I like it like this, but you like it like this. I think that you're right when you say that. I mean, and Don and I too, we're in a what a 27 year old marriage, and we still oh maybe even 29. Oh yeah, 29, <laughs> almost 30. How long have we been? <laughs> The years just keep coming. But that's the, I think that's our biggest thing is seeing it differently. And so I, I admire and value guys for giving each other enough space and room and honor and to, so dad, what's to your, be different. What's your perspective on that? When y'all had conflict, how did, what happened? Well, that's just it. I, I, I didn't believe in arguing. I didn't believe in arguing out on a job. Mm. The guys that worked for me knew... I'll say this way, what it, this way, who was boss, right or wrong. If I was wrong, I'd take the, the buddy and fart. Right. <laughs> you might want to cancel that. No, no, no. Are you kidding me? That's hilarious. And we talk about his quotes all the time. No, that is on the air forever. And I, and I, got, I got a bunch of them. <laughs> because, you, because you stood up and you were. But well, but, yeah, and I stood up. To the company, uh, the man I worked for, the old man, the Mr. Jago, he was not an easy man to work for. 
he was fair. If you if you hired out to him, and you yeah. said you could do X number of jobs that way. Yeah. If you do them, that was fine. You're not comparing him to mom, are you? I was about to say, <laughs> no, Larry, did you? No. Is that how you treated your marriage too? No, no. no, no <laughs> okay, no. good. <laughs> uh, but that's just the way it was, and. Uh, and so what was that? So I'm curious because we have men have a lot of these issues. So I want to go somewhere with this. All right. So you had your, you were in authority at your job. You ran these jobs and you yeah. had to answer to Mr. Jago. And so then you came home and it's not quite the same at home. Don't make any and so how did you handle it when you came in to mom and y'all had conflict? I left that job on the road. And so how is that? How was it different when you came home? Well, I think I a just, lot of guys would want to hear this. I just cooled down and, and just blended in with the family because I, I, I knew she had it under control. Yeah, and so it was I different, though. When you know, I think a lot of guys struggle with that. If at work it's one way, and then you come home, and in your marriage it's another way. It's more of a well, and you want it to be the same way. Well, yeah, right? I mean, like you I, want I, to be in I, charge. I'm like, boss, the woman and the kids around. I'd like people to do what I say, just like <laughs> they do at work. It'd be great if that happened. At home, she she more or less took care of things. And you right. were good with that. That's right. And you wanted her to. Good. That's right. When we got married, I told her, I said, I will not touch the finance. Oh, nice. From here on out, you do. Because you, I, I was not a money manager. And she was teaching bookkeeping so she yeah. could do that. That's good. Because I had to borrow money to get married on. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but that's the way it was. And, and, uh, with, uh, like I say, I left that job out there in West Texas when I come home. At, and really, you kind of became a different person. Well, yeah, a, I did. A little bit yeah. different because yeah. so, totally. Don't so, you, do you remember that type home life when he when would come in and all that? Uh, you know what? I one I don't remember a lot being younger. So I mean, but what I I remember a lot is that. I remember dad coming in dirty, you know, because he's been out on the road. I remember, you know, one of the things I say about dad a lot is he's the hardest working man I've ever met in my life. And now that's also, I remember you working hard a lot too, because you would come home from school and then you would do the laundry and you would cook, cook the, dinner. the dinner and you would cook go to the grocery yeah, store. She, exactly. That's the story I hear about them is their pantry was always full. All the neighborhood kids came and ate out of your pantry because oh, yeah. you had good stuff. <laughs> that's true. But like what's beautiful about Mimi is that she um, bought everything with coupons. I mean, still, still and still does. And so no. she's taken this, just she's taken their finances and exploded them because she's thrifty and she's it's, coupon it's, it's cutter. It's a game with her. Oh, <laughs> and she wins. She's she winning does. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, well, yeah but, but, but I want you to speak into this too, because I want to go here. I think that a lot of, like you, he said, you kind of divided roles and you said it too. You had, you had the house and you had the finances and things like that. Did you feel like that worked for you, too, to be able to do it that way? I wanted to do it. <laughs> <laughs> because he'd spend all the money, right? Wrong, no, well, no, because she wasn't here. No, I, I grew up uh, with a, a mother and daddy, and, a, and especially my daddy. We didn't have a lot of money. He was a farmer, and we didn't have a lot. But uh, uh, we we spent money for things that we needed and, and few extras. But I learned at a very early age... Uh, uh, that you you watched how you spent your money 
and so on. And that carried over, especially as I was a business major. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I taught this many times. I taught juniors and seniors in high school. And, and in uh, some of the classes, I taught them about income tax. I taught them about budgeting and so on. It was just part of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, And I hear from them today that they still do some of those things that I taught. I don't think that's happening much today. I, I think you're right. Uh, uh, but there are several phases in a marriage life. First of all, you get married, and you have to work out uh, – uh, uh, how you're going to spend your money and so on. And I'll tell one example of what uh, really mm-hmm. changed my mind in early marriage. Back then, TVs were becoming very popular. And in Brownwood, you had to have a 90-foot antenna to get one station out of Abilene. But um, <laughs> uh, but, uh, but I decided that we needed a, a, a TV. And so I thought, what a good surprise. And I went down and bought this TV to be paid out and brought it home. And he didn't like it one bit. Uh, and Larry said, well, if you're going to buy something like that, said, I'd like to be a part of it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So my point is, be careful how you spend money at different for different and things at different together. times. Do but I watched the television. Well, I like <laughs> once we got it. <laughs> so, Don't get me wrong, Ron. Yeah. And so, and, but once you, you uh, kind of get settled in with budgeting and all of that, uh, then you start having children. And that's a different phase of your life until they graduate from high school and then the emptiness starts and they go to college but yet they're still part of the family Mm. but then when they get married they're completely gone except for visits and so on uh and then uh for about 35 years now we've had uh, the empty nest of living just the two of us and every phase is different well and and we're about to we're about to land this plane a little bit but i want to finish the finances by just commending you guys that so when I graduated from college, I, my salary was more than my parents made in their normal oh, yeah, salary. Yeah, but, yeah. but my mom, through her financial genius, mm-hmm. put all three kids through college with no student debt yeah. and paid every bill. And it's just anyway. And you all had a car. Yes. And, and you so, all did any activity. Not, not a new car. To, not, it, oh, that's good. Yeah, we, that's we all. Good. And, uh, and there's lots of stories I could tell you about cars, but, but as, we, as we were going through high school. But just to, just to commend you on that, that parents, that uh, just taking care of your money is, is so important and so good. That's, so, like, that's like Diane. We bought her first car. You remember that little old Ford? Oh, the Fire Lane. Fire Lane Ford. <laughs> it was eight or nine years old then. But you thought that was a Cadillac. Because uh-huh. she uh-huh. appreciated it. I mean, she appreciated it. And she hauled these kids, boys around. She just took a bunch well, off of them. Well, I'd like to compliment my children and so on because they, they realized that we didn't have a lot of money. And uh, they had to make decisions on, am I going to buy this or am I going to buy this or, or what. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, it's like I gave them $10 a week, $2 a day to buy uh, lunch. And uh, uh, Donald would uh, come home and make a bologna sandwich out of the refrigerator and and save the money save his (laughs) (laughs) exactly but this is the type thing that that we did we managed right we managed Mm. yeah so uh speaking of that as we kind of land this plane here if you know is there anything you'd like to um any last wisdom so you got we got you know many 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 marriage married couples all over the world really yeah. listening to this podcast and so what would any last advice you'd give them? 
Yeah. What made you last 67 years? That's what I, it's the. Well, we just couldn't go anywhere else. Didn't go, didn't want to go anywhere else. <laughs> didn't, I, didn't I love it. Home. Love yeah. it. I, I have one here to watch you throwing a, a good one away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Trade her in for a new model. Yeah. yeah. And have to but, retrain her yeah, and yeah, all. Yeah. Everything like that. And, uh, and we just kind of fit each other and we got to a point in life that we just went down the road. That, uh, what do you think, Mom? Well, That's as, as I said, uh, there are all these different phases of marriage. Okay. And you treat the different uh, areas uh, a different way. And if I had to sum it all up, I would say that, um, uh, I've said it before here, uh, organization, uh, budgeting, uh, the friends that you make, uh, uh, the the church activities that you are involved in. You're, you're, this morning, one of the guys was telling me to be sure and tell uh, the parents to include God and Jesus in their young lives by singing the uh, church song, uh, like every day with Jesus and the prayer now I lay me down to sleep wow. and so uh, uh, it's so important that you start them out at a very young age uh, uh, if you're uh, uh, if you want God included in your life yeah. and so and I think that that those things are very very important for a happy marriage right so really just thank you guys so much for coming on with us uh, Suzanne do you have any and before I let you do that, you know, one of the things we were giving advice and, and, you know, one of the things I feel like is just a theme of your marriage and your parenting to, to our family has mm-hmm. been sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, that you well, guys did loyalty, too. I mean, you guys are just crazy loyal to each other and to your family, to us. But, you know, as I look out back through the years, um, I, I don't I don't remember you guys doing a lot for yourselves. And you know that you worked we hard didn't until we got y'all in, through college. <laughs> exactly, and so and and that's just something that you know it, it's it, you made a tremendous sacrifice. And so I would say that's another advice to give parents is is that you know sacrificing for your kids is worth it, and it's something that we we all can do more of. Well, when yeah. they're when they're so stressed, uh, they can realize from what we've said that there is a time that comes later when you have time for yourself and for 35 years i guess now uh, we've traveled and and uh, uh, done a lot of things uh, because it's just us right because we could we could afford it right yeah that's so good do you hear that mama's out there with two-year-olds that are driving you crazy it will pass (laughs) you will get on the other side of it they will graduate college they will be independent and then you can travel and you will have the funds to be able to do it it is coming it's on the horizon and you still have your grandkids and great grandkids and and so on that's such a joy to you but you're not responsible for them that's right yeah well, thank you guys so much. Uh, you know, and really just, um, it's a chance for me publicly to just say thank you for yeah. being my mom and dad. You know, uh, you guys uh, did a great job with all three of us, and, uh, and, and somehow we all turned out pretty good, I guess, in so many ways. <laughs> I agree. And, because uh, of all of those things that yeah, you said, the community and, and, and being involved in yeah. church and loving Jesus. And now there's a, 11 uh, grandkids and starting to be more great grandkids. Four greats. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so super excited about that and just really grateful to you guys for your sacrifice and you know that uh, we didn't e- even though I realized that we didn't have a lot of money growing up 
we never wanted for anything. We never uh, really, and we never wanted for. And for, we never did without a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, and not not and not just in the money piece, but in you know, I always remember you guys at my ball games. I always remember you guys supporting me, taking me places, and just doing the things that are. Uh, you driving the bus on the ski trip. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and uh, and just being parents, you know, and uh, whether it be 1954. Or today, a lot of these things are the same. Getting in a small group at church, uh, you know, just sacrificing, doing the things that make families successful. So super excited you guys got on and we are uh thank you for asking us. Yeah, we're (laughs) and as we as we move through we appreciate y'all. Well, and and as we move through the marriage march, we are coming to the end of it. Uh this has been a great podcast. Don't forget our next one next week with Dave and Ashley Willis. And go back. Um, Suzanne and I did the first one. We've had uh, Molly and uh, we've had um, Madeline and uh, don't even get my kids' names right. Macy and Madeline. Yeah, Ma- yeah, so go listen to all of them because they've been awesome. And we're excited that you uh, are with us. Uh, anything else, Suzanne? No, I just want to wrap up by saying that um, you guys can do it too. 67 years, that's your goal. We've, that's right. We've, we've put it out before you. That's where we're headed. How many years are we in now? <laughs> we're we're to, almost, we're kind of halfway there. We're and, almost to 30, 30, yeah. 30 in November. Well, and, you know, there, there's a lot of people in here, think about it, uh, that we know that have been married as long as we have. See, that's beautiful. We were 20 and 22 when we got married. (laughs) Yes, and so that's the goal, parents. I've been all over the country Yeah. Yeah. before we got married. I think it's over. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. No, it's all good. We are. We uh, this is so good. It's about to be over. It's Don's going to say good. a key phrase yeah. and then it's over. We are excited <laughs> you're with us, parents. And so you're going to make it 67 years, too. It's a crazy world we live in, but we're going to have crazy marriages. So. Yes, it's in stages. You take so. it in stages. If you don't like this stage, just wait because the next one's coming and you'll like it better. So I'll give you that ending phrase Go be crazy, parents. Crazycoolfamily.com.